Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to day 37 of Be Quranic, where we take short passages from the Quran daily. We extract practical lessons from it, apply it into our lives so that we can be more Quranic. Inshallah, today we continue our study of Ayah 23 of Surah Al Baqarah. And the Ayah reads, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajeem. وَإِن كُنْتُمْ فِي رَيْبٍ مِّمَّا نَزَّلْنَا عَلَىٰ عَبْدِنَا فَأْتُوا بِسُورَةٍ مِّن مِّثْلِهِ وَادْعُوا شُهَدَاءَكُمْ مِّن دُونِ اللَّهِ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ صدق الله العظيم And if you have any doubt in what we have sent down to our slave, to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu then produce a surah like it and call upon all your helpers, all your advisors, all your experts, apart from Allah, if you are truthful. This ayah is the first challenge in the Quran from Allah to those who reject the Quran, those who reject the truth, those who do not believe that this is the word of Allah. Come produce a surah like it. For the past two days, we have been exploring the miraculous nature of the Quran. Today, inshallah, we're going to look into one more aspect of the miraculous nature of the Qur'an. We've looked into the linguistic miracle, the prophecy and historical miracles in the Qur'an. And today, we're going to look into the preservation and scientific miracles in the Qur'an. One of the promises of Allah, the guarantees of Allah in the Qur'an is that the Qur'an will be preserved until Yawmul Qiyamah. Prophet Muhammad وسلم, being the last messenger, the last prophet, and that there is no prophet after him until Judgment Day, Allah then promised that the guidance that he sent down, the Qur'an, will be preserved forever. Unlike previous scriptures, the scriptures sent to Prophet Musa, Prophet Dawood, Prophet Isa, they were tempered with historical evidence, academic research today agree that the scriptures sent to Prophets Musa, Dawood and Isa are no longer accessible to us in its original form. This is not just something that Muslims say, this is something that even Christian scholars, academicians would agree upon. However, the Quran is different, the Quran is unique. The same Quran that was recited by Prophet Muhammad is available, accessible to us today. It is the same Quran that we recite. How do we know this? First and foremost, the Quran is preserved from the chest of a memorizer of the Qur'an, the hafiz of the Qur'an, to the chest of another memorizer of the Qur'an of the next generation. This is why the memorizers of the Qur'an are not called al-dhakir, they are called al-hafiz, the protector. Qur'an is protected in the chest of a believer from one generation to another generation. It is preserved in its recitation form. Another evidence that we see, archaeological findings discover, discover parchments of the Quran carbon dated to the time of Prophet Muhammad What we find is that if you can read Arabic well and you understand the Arabic language, you will be able to read those parchments really well. It is the same Quran from the time of the Prophet until today. And this is proven through scientific archaeological research. We have the testimony of so many people that memorized the Quran, passing it down from one generation to the other generation. And we also have archaeological evidence pointing to the preservation of the Quran. This cannot be said about any other religious scriptures, any other sacred books of any other religion. This is a unique feature of the Quran. The preservation of the Quran 
guaranteed by Allah and we see it being proven in front of our very eyes. The Quranic preservation is not just in terms of its words. The way we recite is also preserved. We know exactly where Prophet Muhammad placed his tongue when he, when he pronounced the letter Allah, when he pronounced the letter Allah. Each letter, we know exactly how Prophet Muhammad pronounced it. The tempo is being preserved. This is double the tempo of this, two harakat, four harakat, six harakat. These are all preserved. So not only do we know what was being recited, we also know how it was recited. This is the fulfillment of Allah's promise. We are indeed the ones that sent down the reminders, sent down the Quran, and we are the one that are going to protect it. Now, let's move on to the scientific miracles of the Quran. Since 1980s, this genre of research became very popular. However, I'm a bit reserved when it comes to using scientific theories to prove the truthfulness of the Quran. It's as if we are saying that science ranks above the Quran, that if science says it's true, therefore the Quran is true. We believe it the other way around. We believe that the Quran holds the ultimate truth. And the nature of science, this is something that is important for us to understand. Karl Popper, he came out with this um, law of falsifiability. The nature of science is bound by this law of falsifiability. Scientific research is not about proving that a scientific theory is true, but it is actually an effort to prove something to not being true. Falsifiability is the attempt or you run experiments until the theory is proven wrong. That is the whole premise of scientific research, falsifiability. A theory is true until proven otherwise through experiments. Understanding this, the nature of science changes. It, the theory will constantly change. And the word theory in science, it's not how we use it in our daily vernacular. A theory in science is something that has been rigorously tested to prove to be true up to that point. But it is still open to changes. Quran, by the very nature, is the verbatim word of God and it cannot change. It is the unchangeable truth. If we rely on something changeable, something that is not solid, no grounding on truth, haq and batil, we see the chaotic lives that, that we lead today. Even biology is rejected. Why? Because we don't have solid grounding to build truth upon. If we build upon relativity, relativism, everything can change. Just like how scientific theory, it's meant to change, then the society will collapse. So, scientific theories, while there are some that research has been exhaustive, for instance, embryology. Yes, the Quran describes the science of embryology very precise, that it was impossible for Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who lived 1400 years ago to know about it, something that the modern scientists just discovered over a century ago. While there may be some Quranic ayat that hint towards a scientific theory, we should be very careful when we want to use science to prove the truthfulness of the Quran because science by its very nature will change. Some people say that Big Bang Theory is mentioned in the Quran, but the research on Big Bang Theory is not exhaustive yet. Scientists are still continuously studying. Even the Big Bang, now we know it's no longer Big nor Bang. They just keep the name because it sounds 
cool. While there are many more miracles in the Quran that you can categorize them in various categories, what we've shared in this past few days, you've got first and foremost the linguistic miracles of the Quran, especially in terms of its precision. The prophecy that Allah prophesies in the Quran and happens exactly as how the Quran said it's going to happen. The historical miracles in the Quran, historical events that was impossible for Prophet Muhammad to know. Some only discovered recently, as recent as the 19th century. Yet the Quran spoke about it. The preservation of the Quran in itself is a great miracle. And finally, used with caution, the scientific miracles in the Quran. Yeah.